good evening and happy Monday. Today is Monday, guys. Uh, and today is a snowy Monday. We are about to get hit with five to eight inches of snow, although they may be lying a little bit, which I'll <laughs> You doubt, I don't doubt the weather people. I know. I was just out in it, and it's coming down. It is definitely coming down right now. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's possible because it's supposed to happen by tomorrow morning. That's when it's talking like uh, could be up to eight. So, but that would be the the least that we've had all winter, really. I mean, the most we've had all all winter. Let me pull out my snow boots. (laughs) I'm so not looking forward. I'm just going to say. I hope they were wrong. (laughs) First off. (laughs) <laughs> the only reason why I would be a weather person is so that I could just, like, guess all my, like, ideas. Like, it could rain. It could not rain. Like, I would love to have a job where I could do that. So it could no. snow or it could not snow. <laughs> right, where you say wrong. You know what I'm saying? You would, just, no, you would like, get fired. They would not renew your contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I would be egregious. <laughs> Right. I would say it would be like 90 degrees in the wintertime or something. But, I mean, I just feel like if yeah, all they do get away comes, with being wrong. That's what I'm saying. If all the snow grounds, it's going to be terrible. I'm just, I'm just not looking for it. But I'm hopeful to be okay. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, y'all, this is the In the Fig podcast and talk show. I am Heather, and obviously I am joined by the lovely Victoria. Say hello, Victoria. Hey. We went formal tonight. You're <laughs> Victoria tonight. <laughs> now I got to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every, every week. Every week. And then we also have the beautiful Fallon. Hey, Fallon. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so, so so I hope everybody had a lovely weekend. I know I had a decent weekend, although it went by really, really fast. I was so not ready to get up and walk to my desk for work today. <laughs> I was just not ready to do it. I was irritable. I woke up a little later than I wanted to. So you know what happens, like, when you wake up late, you're scrambling, and then you're like, mm-hmm. I just want to go back to bed. And damn then, why do we have a five-day work week instead of a four-day work week? It was that type of morning for me. <laughs> Seriously. But we do want to jump right into the show. And we were so excited in Chicago this past weekend, <laughs> right? Now, why were we excited, Alan? We were excited because our mayor, Lori Lightfoot, has decided to begin reopening Chicago. Yes, I say Woo-hoo. that because <laughs> <laughs> although we found some little crevices and some workarounds, now everything is open. Now it's just a limited capacity for every single public space that you could think of. So uh, the churches can now have service within their spaces, but with, with, with those spaces, it has to be uh, 50, 50 people uh, capacity. But you know how most churches have, like, tons of different meeting rooms. So I guess technically you could have your whole time integration just in different rooms streaming, you know. But um, so there's that. And then the outdoor programs have started back. But that is a cap of 10 individuals. Um, and that's not even including, like, I guess your trainers or coaches or whomever. I don't know that any public sports are really going to be going back into action as far as having actual games and all of that. But um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. my nephew plays college ball, and he says they have been um, uh, in service for the last month. So they've been having games. They just don't have an audience for their games, I guess similar to the NBA or what have you. Um, so the libraries are back open, most of all the bars and the restaurants. I'm so excited to sit at a steakhouse. I don't know what to do with myself. I think I'm going to try like four of them this weekend. Yep. Yep, yep. So all of that started as of January 23rd, which was my daddy's birthday. Shout out, shout out. Um, Happy birthday, Anthony. I know. I know. <laughs> Big daddy's girl. You guys know that. Um, so we did have a little fun this weekend. And we didn't have to feel bad about it. So that's that's pretty dope. And um, I don't know about the schools. I think the 
Oh, it was wasn't it the CPS schools that just went back? In, well, they had the two extra days, so they were given, as I was told today, they were supposed to go back, but the superintendent gave them two more days, which means they're supposed to be back on Wednesday at this point. Huh. Well, that's nice, um, because the Catholic schools have been in service uh, throughout the beginning of the school year, so the beginning of 2020 school year they were in classrooms. So now they're calling Chicago teachers lazy, which is a little offensive. Um, shout out to the, the Chicago public school teachers and teachers overall for that matter. Um, I'm sure you guys have had to adjust more than we would ever know um, in your teaching style and what you can actually accomplish with these kids who are not paying attention. I know that my son is not really paying attention. He's going through the motions. So shout out to y'all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know that um, it really did depend upon, like, school district and area because Mm -hmm. some of the schools have decided that they're going to stay closed. Some of the schools are now offering hybrid where where the kids are in school for two days a week and then for three days a week they're at home. Uh, But then you can also opt whether you want to send your kid or not. So I have decided to keep my children at home because, number one, I don't want them to be around a lot of students. And then number two, Cameron has asthma. And the last thing that I would want is for her to trigger her asthma that we've kept under control um, for the past couple of years. So, um, but what I will say is that I was surprised that they even opened the bars because at first they were saying, It was just going to be the restaurants as long as they sold food. But then they backtracked and said they were going to open Mm -hmm. the bars too. And even if the bars did not serve food, as long as they brought food in or allowed for delivery services to come, then they would be open too. So I know everybody, like a lot of people that we know, Fallon, they were in our like extended circle. They were very, very Mm -hmm. excited because many of them are bartenders. And some of them, that was their only job, that was their only income during Mm -hmm. this pandemic outside of unemployment if they chose to get it. So I know they were, like, jumping through the roof. Oh, definitely. Bartenders, bar owners, waitresses, you know, all of these Mm -hmm. people, we go out to have a good time. We don't think about their bills and their livelihood when things go down like this. So I'm very happy to know that they're probably going to be able to get back on track soon. Hmm. Were you excited this week? Well, Vicky, you, you know, Vicky believes in <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. I'm telling you. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it didn't matter because she was going to find somewhere to go anyway. I mean, here's my thing. So I was so excited really for the business owners because, like we just talked about, you know, you never know what people's financial situation is. And it's hard to have a business on, like, a regular day let alone, like, during a pandemic. And I ain't going to lie, I was really excited, too, because it kind of opened up my options, you know? Like, yeah, my will was getting short. It was only a couple places you could really go, and now it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm really having the taste for this thing or that thing, and now they're open. And so it's like, okay, cool. Like, how can I make my rounds to my places that I was going to before? So I'm kind of like, wow, like, how many restaurants can I get into now? Right, bring it on. Now, but we have to be smart, ladies, too, because we can't be spending all our money this weekend. We have to be smart, so we have to ration it out, and we have to decide Mm -hmm. what's most important. Exactly. You write to them bills, don't come come due. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The first is around the corner. (laughs) Thank you. Once we head out, we head out, and and we're gone for hours. So. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but again. And then we also I, need to stay safe. Yes, and that is very, very true. We definitely need to stay safe. And we're not telling you guys, and I think sometimes people get a misconception when we say that the pandemic hasn't really stopped a lot of whatever we were doing. And what we mean by that is we've all been safe. We've all been masked up. We practice social distancing, washing our hands and sanitizing, and then sometimes just choosing to stay at home instead of go out. However, I think that people need to understand that sometimes going out is just hanging out at 
a friend's house, like our, our circle. It's not like we have sure. 15, 25, you know, 48 people, you know what I mean? <laughs> that we're around <laughs> exactly. all the time. So I think that people need to understand that we're just not out being super sweaters. So. Right. We're not painting them town red, people. We were just enjoying our little circle. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But so shout out to uh, Lori Lightfoot, uh, Chicago mayor, and then all of the other mayors in um, at least the the greater Chicago or the greater Chicagoland area followed suit. So they didn't have to reopen, but they did what the inner city did. So they did what whatever Chicago did. All of the other suburbs said, you know what? Yes. We're absolutely doing it. A couple of places, and I won't I won't call their names because I don't want them to get in trouble. Opened on Friday night. <laughs> like we're just not waiting. We're we're just not waiting. You don't know how it is to be in that position where you are a struggling small business or a bar owner, and you're trying to figure out like where your next dollar is coming from in order to support your mm-hmm. establishment. So again, happy for them this weekend. It was really like standing in line at Great America for some places because everything, <laughs> I mean, the, the traffic everything was is horrible open. this weekend. It was just, it was, it was out of this world. So, again, we're excited for you guys. Um, in sticking with the COVID discussion, I do want to uh, bring light to um, a friend of mine, a very, very near, dear, she's my Houston BFF. Her name is Dale Lynn Settle. And Dale Lynn's youngest daughter, Carter, 16 months old, has COVID right now. The issue that I'm having with that is, you know, ladies, initially when we were first slammed with this pandemic, we were told many different things about children getting it. Number one, no, they can't get it which I thought was always crazy because that doesn't make sense. Um, And then number two, if they did get it, they would heal quicker or kids under two didn't need to wear masks, which, again, Mm -hmm. made absolutely no sense to me. Like, I mean, (laughs) what? Right. So um, Dale's daughter was sick for a number of days, and by sick I mean she had a fever, she was lethargic. They were just thinking that it was maybe a cold. Um, it got progressively worse until she decided to take her to the emergency room. Now, the first day they got there, they did not know that she had COVID. They thought she had the COVID antibodies, which means she probably had it before. Mm. And they didn't know at that time either. Because, again, it manifests in different forms, right? And, Vicki, you know this because of the industry that you work in. It can either be, you know, maybe a light headache maybe the sniffles, mm-hmm. right? It could be yep. a Absolutely. number of things. I mean, up to and including pneumonia, right, mm-hmm. uh, a really bad flu. And so you just never know. So they, they weren't sure what to think about the baby. Long story short, couple, uh, about a couple days as they were into the hospital, they found out that the baby um, was in early stages with liver failure. Liver failure, the kidneys were affected. They were talking about her heart stopping throughout the night. She she was swollen up so big. She did not look like herself. She did not look like herself. But praise God, due to um, the medical team and then due to the prayers of her parents and her circle and everyone else, she is on the mend. She is sitting up by herself. She's not as fussy as she was. She's really starting, she's starting to keep down some food. She's getting her color back. She's starting to look a lot more like Carter. Um, But I believe we do really need to do more to bring awareness to children's COVID. It's a real thing. It happens. It hit close to home. In addition to that, there have been a number of deaths of teens and small children from this disease. Yes, and it's just, just really not marking it the same way. Exactly. Right. And, and who do we blame for that? Do we blame the CDC? Do we blame the hospitals and medical centers? Vicki, you may know. You know, it's interesting to me. I think, for one, um, the earliest stories that I heard about COVID in regards to um, 
them being really, really serious was a mixed bag. But the ones that I heard on the earlier end were actually children. They were little children. Um, There was a documentary on, I think it's on OWN, the Black Love documentary. Well, one of the episodes, Mm -hmm. the the parents that were featured was a a parent, a a set of parents that lost their five-year-old to COVID. And they said similar things like what we're talking about, how, like, they told us kids don't really get it or if they do get it, it's really mild. And kind of they had those same questions of who do you blame. And I'm not really sure because in the beginning, you know, they didn't know where this really came from, at least the medical team. You know, they didn't really know where it came from. They really didn't know how to treat it. And the majority of the people that were coming in were in sudden age brackets, older. They were adults for the most part. They really didn't get a lot of kids. Um but you would just hear these pockets of small children having these just really devastating downturns. All of them didn't pass, but some of them got really, really sick before they were able to get better. Um, And I just think that it's already hard to tell someone that, like, a child is sick. Like, we already, like, as a society, we already struggle with that. I think that's why they're so uncomfortable to talk about it in the news that way. But, at the same time, people need to know so they can learn how to protect their children and what the signs are. Because since the symptoms at its base level are things that could be colds or flus or regular viruses or things that's just in the air period, it's so easy to discount them as that's not what that is. This is just something regular until it gets really bad, you know? So I definitely yeah. think we have to be more intentional in regards to a society of getting information, but also these news um, portals have to be more honest about what's happening. You know what I mean? And not just being like, oh, well, that was just an isolated incident here. That was just an isolated incident there. We don't want people to worry about another thing. Like, no, that's not, this not the time for that. So that's, that's my two cents okay. about it. Hmm. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Go ahead, Phil. I do love that you said we have to be more intentional. I think, and even as adults, you know, we get, we get, we got, I think all of us at at some point during this pandemic got too comfortable. I know I'm not the only one that can admit that um, with, you know, or a little less or a little more lax with, you know, the safety of the washing hands or the mask or, Oh, I've been over here all the time. I've been over here for two hours. I'm fine. Let me just snatch it off. You know, I think we've all had a, a taste of that through this pandemic. But what I do want to ask you, uh, Heather, is this baby, was he, he uh, she, I'm sorry, going to a daycare or babysitter's house or around other kids? So yes and no from my understanding. And I'm going to tell you why talk about- I asked that. Mm-hmm. Now, we talk about around other kids. I mean, she's got four four siblings at home anyway. I see. So there's Okay, that. and the reason, that I, that. Mm-hmm. the reason that I ask that, that is because um, I think, and this is for parents that have to or have no choice but to send their kids to a daycare. I blame irresponsible parents because you know your kid had some symptoms that you shouldn't have sent him to this daycare. So why would you put, you know, if it was pink eye, he could come to school. So just because this little sniffle that you think is nothing, mm-hmm. I think we need to be mm-hmm. taking it more serious, what that mm-hmm. sniffle could turn into, you know, but, right. but then you're sending your kid to school and mm-hmm. knowing that he'd been talking about he didn't handle, he don't feel well. My baby nephew right. has been out of school several times just on, off of the strength of, you know, one one day he woke up and, you know, didn't look right. So I think right. for the, the the childhood awareness and baby awareness, I think as parents we need to just take it a step further. And I do understand mm-hmm. that sometimes you need that baby to be in daycare. I get that, too. Right. Some people don't have a support system or a village, if you will. So I get that, right. too. Right. But I yeah. think at least a heads up, maybe you keep this kid over here for the day. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. he needs solo time for the day. You know, some yeah. I think something should Something should have been put in place if, if these kids have to be around each other and, mm-hmm. you know, you know your kid has symptoms. Leave that baby at home. Now you got right. another kid who's maybe, you know, immune system isn't as strong. And now this one is, like, mm-hmm. out for the count while your little sniffle yeah. is gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you make a really good point, Fallon. Um, now, I do know for, for Dale, um, 
she would have never, if Carter had been experienced, if Carter had sneezed, Carter would have been, you know, locked down in the house. Um, But you are right because I was in a Facebook discussion last week and there was a girl who was upset because she sent her daughter to school. Her daughter had um, the sniffles and she was sneezing. So the school called her and they said, "Mm -mm, come back and get her. And she had the nerve to be upset and she's like, it's not COVID. She needs to be in school she's 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 not sick she just has the sniffles what if it's her allergies well hun they can't take the chance they can't take the chance on whether or not it's allergies and that's the easiest thing for people to say oh it's allergies oh it's this it's that i mean honestly prior to covid if your child was sick or even looking like they had some symptoms or maybe they woke up their eye was watering or whatever, or they had a little bit of a deeper cough than normal, you should keep your kid at home. Why? Not just for them, not just so that they can stay well, so that whatever they, the little nasty little kids have, they're not spreading <laughs> to other children. And I was very emphatic on that when my kids were young. I will not send you to school if you're not feeling well. I'd rather risk a day at work or whatever it, whatever yeah. it means for you to not spread these, this thing because once you spread it, it spreads like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening. That's what was happening back in 2019. I know at um, our school district before they before they they named it COVID back in September of 2019 there were hundreds of kids that got sick within the school district. And I think I mentioned this before on another show. They got sick, but their parents kept sending them to school. So you know what they had to do? Because their parents kept sending them, they had to shut the schools down for two weeks. Shut the whole mm-hmm. They shut the district down because you're going to keep sending your kids to school. We can't clean it fast enough for us to get back in here and the healthy kids stay well. No. You want to keep sending them, so that's okay. We're just going to shut the schools down. Um, like I said, we, we just have to be better, like you were uh, expressing, Fallon, as parents, and we have to make better decisions. And right now, to your point, though, Fallon, when you were saying that maybe you send the kid over here for a day, gone are the days of people taking care of someone's sick baby, especially now mm, oh, during a pandemic because they don't that's know true. what that baby has. So it is unfortunate, and I know a lot of these parents are caught between a rock and a hard place, especially if they're considered to be essential workers. Right. You have no other choice but to go to work. And a lot of times now, from what I've been hearing, if you have to stay home, they are not letting you use your vacation days or your sick time. You just have to stay home in some of these organizations which means that people are missing pay, and a lot of times people cannot afford to miss even a couple of hours of work. Because your bills stay the same, you know what I mean? (laughs) And the thing is is that, I mean, you know, they they act like they don't know that, that people's bills stay the same, if not worse, because we're hunkering down now. So that may mean you need more supplies than you did before the pandemic or, you know, whatever it is, you know, and – you know, I think about this a lot in my job because, you know, there's staff that work with our clients that they have little ones or their wives just had babies, and they still have to come into work and take care of other people, you know, and I'm so fortunate to work at a place that lets you use your vacation time, and they give you plenty of time to use, but still, every day that they're going to work, you only get so much at any job, you know what I mean? Every day that they're going to work, they could get exposed and then take that home, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's the job. They're essential. That's the job that they have. You know, that's the job that I have. You know what I'm saying? That when I'm in offices and whatnot with my clients, I'm exposed at different capacities. So it's like just being aware of that is that, like, some people just don't have a lot of options. And it's like how do you stay safe? And, you know, I think a lot of people are just really overwhelmed too. Like, I think it's just, at some point, it's like, how? What's the safest you could be? And even then, you could still get COVID. You know, I follow this like other couple on Instagram, and um, they have a podcast together where the husband got COVID, and they were getting tested three times a week. They had isolated their mm-hmm. circle down to like maybe fifteen people. 
They have uh, four kids together, you know what I'm saying? And they kept things really, really close. They still was able to have somebody in the house to have it. Now, thankfully, he came out okay, and their children didn't get it, his wife didn't get it. But still, just the fact that, like, as safe as you can be, still sometimes things happen. And I think it's just overwhelming, you know? So it's like we really just have to focus on kind of staying encouraged through that, at least for me, staying encouraged through that and still being safe and doing as much as I can to be safe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You, you, that, that, I mean, those are really, really good points too. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all tired, uh, but we still have to do what's necessary. And even again, going out, going, going back to what we were saying, we were like, you know, the Chicagoland area has opened. Trust and believe if, if there was any place that was not taking the proper precautions as far as social distancing and all that is concerned, we would not be there. I, be there. I am always asking. I'm always asking. Every time someone mentions a spot to me, I'm like, mm, are they practicing social distancing? Like, what's going on inside? Because some of these places don't care and they don't have the proper measures in place at all. They don't. And it's like, and and it's it, like it was before the pandemic. Yeah, and it's it's also important, you know, we say 15 people or what is it, 25% capacity, but if you're if, if whatever spot is, it is, it's just the size of a studio, you're still right on top of each other. So, mm-hmm. I mean, take that into consideration also. Some of these bars and lounges and even some of these dive-in restaurants are way too small for this 25% capacity. They need to be at a good 10 people and have the others waiting outside or something like that. And I think I'm, I'm just keep throwing it out there. I do think these numbers are about to spike back up because, once again, going back to that, mm-hmm. people getting comfortable and, and lackadaisical about, you know, the sanitation of it all and, you know, going back to grandma's house, sitting up under grandma, you know, you've just been out, you know, a whole weekend long. So just people just need to give more of a fuck, and that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I like yeah. how that came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. We're gonna we're gonna coin that term. <laughs> but anyway, we could we could talk about COVID forever because that has been our reality for almost a year. Um, but we definitely want to move through this podcast, and I want to discuss something that I know y'all thought was really funny when I brought it up earlier. But it really gets on my nerves. <laughs> it really does. And I know Vicky does stuff sometimes to irritate me, and that's fine. But it really, really gets I'm not on sure my what you nerves. mean. Yeah, okay. So we were talking about emojis, right? So who sent that emoji earlier? Oh, it was Vicky. No, 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 wait. Who sent the emoji earlier and I got irritated? I don't remember. Anyway, something <laughs> happened. Okay, something happened. And you were explaining oh, why they irritated. I was explaining it. Yeah. I was explaining what you're right, you're right, you're right, because I had not received one today. But I think some of the most dismissive emojis are the thumbs up and the okay sign. <laughs> of all oh, the yeah. emojis. Of all of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, it, it just irritates them. Because I think about, I think about, if I were using those in front of someone, I would be doing it to be rude and dismissive. So mm-hmm. just imagine how it's coming ah. across on a text message. Like, if you don't get that shit out of it, oh, my, it just, it makes me so mad. I have told people, I've told people off about it before. I've told people to stop being dismissive to me. I have mm-hmm. told them, go ahead and correct that and send me another response, because that one I'm not accepting. I'm not accepting that one. I'm not accepting that one. So think of something else to That's say. Funny. Use your words. And y'all you know, thought that it was just something light, but it, it's true. It's a big deal to me. <laughs> you, said, you said, I'm getting, I'm getting this just thinking about it. <laughs> I was. You mm. know, Heather, I mm-hmm. think it all depends on, I mean, those, I'm going to just say for me, I know when I'm using it, there's a shade to it. That means I don't really want to hear what you're saying or I don't care about what you're saying. And I want you to yep. just move on. We're going to change topics or we can just stop talking all together for the day. So that's how I know that I'm using it, but that's usually after I've said a mouthful 
then I'll take it that way. If I'm saying, like, hey, girl, I'm outside, come on out, and you give me a thumbs up, I'm not going to throw it away. But if, 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 I'm, if I'm giving you a, a nice little paragraph worth of thumbs up, if I have a mouthful to say, and you give me a thumbs up, oh, yeah, you're going to hear you're gonna hear about it. Because that, that was dismissive. That was like a whatever. And mm-hmm. so I totally get it. I totally get it. I don't understand why someone would give you the thumbs up when you say that you're sitting outside. It it takes less time to say okay, because sometimes right, you, have, you to have to search, search for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes they're not always present, you know, in your tray of the last ten emojis that you use. So I would just That's assume, true. just type okay and just keep it moving. But for me to deliberately look for those two emojis to use, I'm on something else, and I just, I just wish they would just be deleted. I just wish that whoever makes these emojis <laughs> would just rethink that because I don't like them. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because of all the emojis. There's, like, the shit emoji, the middle finger emoji, all the emojis. <laughs> these two right here. Piss her off. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. That's why I have to send it after you said it. <laughs> now, but you make a good, you make a point. But I feel like the middle finger emoji. You're not throwing shade with that, with the middle finger emoji. You're telling someone That's exactly right. what it is. You're not being passive yeah. aggressive. I feel like. The thumbs up, and I feel like the okay emoji are passive aggressive emojis, and you all know that I'm not a passive aggressive person. Mm, so I, I give like you that. Them. They are totally passive aggressive. <laughs> now, I guess to me, in the context of when I use them, it's usually to confirm something, so I don't see the heat in it. But I definitely agree with Sal that if we're having an exchange that's already heated, then you send me the thumbs up sign. Oh no, now I'm blown. Like I totally could see that pissing me off or like the okay sign, like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, Okay, so now you get another paragraph. So I give you that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I just think like emoji culture is such a thing. Like because we text now more than we talk anyway, I don't know how many times I've had to say to someone, I am a talker, not a texter. And the person is like, well, Texting is all I do. So that adds more weight to these, like, emojis and stuff because the conversations don't really mm. happen like they used to, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always feel like when I'm having, like, text conversations and I get certain emojis, I feel like I need a context to it. Like, I need to be like, well, what did you mean by that emoji? And it's yeah. like, what? Right. Because it really yeah. is like that now. Yeah. yeah, and things do get lost in translation as well. Oh my goodness! Um, I know that I have several. Period. Oh my gosh, I've had several text message text message conversations, even more so than email, where things are really, really lost in translation, and people can't always hear the tone that you're taking when you are sending a text message. I typically try to, when I'm sending a text message, I want you to get the message along, like the underlying message along with it. So if I feel like something needs to be clarified, then I'm going to clarify it. I'm not perfect, again, unfortunately, because we are in the age of technology. Sometimes you're just trying to get a message out quick or what have you. That's why sometimes, even with me, I like to send a voice text too. I like to send a recording, mm. like if it's something that needs to be talked about and I don't want to text it or if it's too long or if I feel like you're going to get in your feelings based upon something that I just said, I'm going to send you a voice text. And then right. hopefully through that Over. voice text, you'll get your mind right. Yeah. Over something that you read. <laughs> I guess how we read right. and how we hear it is different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your mind right. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's how I feel. And you know what? Um, can I mention can I mention one that gets on my nerves? And you know, it's a it doesn't piss me off like because Heather wants to fight people when they do that. But it doesn't it doesn't take me there. But I don't know about you ladies, but the the little senorita dancing, why is that the only dancing emoji? Why do I have to be a senorita? Why can't I be a hip hop dancer? Like why why do I have to have a red dress like I'm doing the cha cha around around the room? I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm just that was not like the emoji it. I thought you were going to say. At all. At all. 
I mean, but you know what? It's so funny, Sal, that you mentioned that because we just got emojis of color in like the past couple of years. Because remember, all we had was the little yellow emojis. They weren't even white. Yellow guys. They yeah. were just all yellow. You know, so when we got some emojis of color and then now we can try to match it to our skin tone, which Vicky never gets mm-hmm. right. Uh, now you can match it to your skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I need a version other than the white girl for light skinned people. Like, you know, and I tried to like sneak it in when you could like change like the skin tones. I did like a medium brown, and I sneak it in. That was mine. That was mine. (laughs) (laughs) I got all these no's. I was like, okay, I'll go go one shade. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? By the end of it, I'm damn near back at the yellow. So what are we doing? Like, I just, yeah, need, I just need some more options. You're the senorita. <laughs> see, that's why, why I can only be Selena? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but these are things that make you go, hmm, like we spend a lot of time, again, in text message conversations. So, Fel, I can understand because you know what? It makes you not feel like you're not recognized as a black woman. <laughs> I mean, like, why I gotta be? Why I gotta have this on? First of all, whose quinceanera is this? Not the quinceanera. <laughs> quinceanera. I don't. I don't want to do the quinceanera dance. I want to do the robot or something. Or I want to do the sushi roll. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is the best thing that I've heard all day. I mean, you raise my blood pressure with that with my temperature. I, I am hot now. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, we gotta definitely get into the our main topic tonight and our main topic, um it's really something that is unfortunate. Right. And I'm going to let Vicki go ahead and take this one, but I just wanted to put that out there first, that it really is something that's unfortunate. And it's something that if we don't get a hold of this now, we're going to have a lot of problems later. I believe that. So go ahead, Vicki. I give you that. I give you that. I think it's, it's an interesting discussion. So um, there's someone um, that goes by the, the name of the Conjurist on IG, it's like C-O-N-J-U-R-E-S-S. Um, and when she posts on Facebook, it says, like, be at the country. So she um, posted four posts on IG that were kind of coupled together and shared, like, on social media outlets like uh, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. So she said, um, the first one is, fuck the ring. Ask yourself if you want to be legally bound to that energy, not the sex or the comfort, the awkward silences, the neglect, and the disrespect, the feeling half love, the second-guessing your worth kind of energy. The second one was, too many women make getting the ring the goal simply because they don't want to be alone, or they have aligned their worth with their marital status. But to literally, legally bind yourself to the half-assness just to be able to post a ring, and she gave the thoughtful emoji. The third one was, I'm a wife now. It's absolutely something to want to aspire to. But you're a wife to who? To what type of person? To what type of lover, friend, support system, or parent? Are they even your equal? And then her fourth was the ring absolutely nothing if you make it the goal. All that anxiously waiting for them to propose will have you missing the signs that you shouldn't. So... Those four things were in a group. And my spirit, I did the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just had to say that. Hey, listen, listen. It's some powerful stuff. And what I found interesting was that even of my friends on Facebook, it was single people sharing it, married people sharing it. The comments was all about, like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, And various parts of when you're focused on getting married more than who you're marrying and what that means. So it's interesting to me. What do you guys think? Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm always, like, really pensive about <laughs> um, about um, <laughs> a, a lot of things, like, even when it comes to this, and this is a conversation that I know that I had with um, you and Fallon 
um, and my sister this this past weekend. Um, obviously during during different times, but you know, we as women, especially Black women, I'm just going to put that out there. Over the years, we have compromised on so many things just to get the ring, which is essentially what she's saying, right? Um, And I myself, having been married for so long and now divorced, really have to do, and, and I have been, going through a process of deep evaluation about myself, what it is I dealt with before, what I don't want going forward, and the type of love that eventually that I want to have. And this girl is spot on. Because what we do is, as black women, because we are the least likely to get married in society, we do deal with everything under the sun, right, just to say, we have a ring, like this young lady said, or our family is together, or we have a two-parent household, all these excuses that we give ourselves. But unfortunately, we are miserable, busted, and disgusted. And it's just really, really sad that we even have to get to that. This girl had to get to this point where she had to make a post like this because I'm sure she was, like, fit to be tied with – I don't know if it was her friends, family, maybe even herself at a point. And it was like, sister girl, wake up, wake up. It's not even that serious. It's really not. And I think we all have to get to a point where we know it's not that serious and stick to what it is that we know that we deserve. That's that's how I feel. So again, I have to I have to take a hard look at myself and some other situations this past weekend and I had to make some decisions. And I feel really good and I feel really strong about the decisions that I made. So, I'm happy for you. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Well, I want to put it out there, too. It's it not like I'm just – go ahead, honey. No, no. You're finished. No, it's, it's, not, it's not like it was a, oh, I'm going through this horrible situation and, and I, just, oh, sure. I, 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 need to, I need to get free from it. It's more like, hey – let me prepare myself so that I don't run into these horrible situations. And mm-hmm. to go further, Lord, reveal these red flags in the beginning, right? Reveal the red flags in the beginning so I don't waste my time. And God gives you just Absolutely. what you ask for. He gives you just what you ask for every time. And if you're not ready for that thing, don't ask for it. But you have to don't be ready ask for it. it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask for it. I mean, you can, just, you, you can walk around with blinders if you want to. But I would rather not. So, mm-hmm. again, go ahead. Okay, well, my take on it, sure. My take on it, and, I mean, I agree with both of what, with what both of you ladies said, so I don't, I don't wish to be repetitive, but I'm definitely feeling what each of you said. What I do want to bring to the forefront is how about let's, start, let's stop grooming our daughters to believe that life comes with, College, job, marriage, babies. Let's stop doing that because I feel like that's why a lot of women, and I'll even open it up to all women of all nationalities, I feel like if if we weren't taught, get married, get married, get married, get married, you got to get married, don't be a hoe, you got to get married, don't be shaking up, you got to get married. I think if we weren't taught that, <laughs> wait, I'm, it sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> wait, 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 stop. You stop it right yep. now. Like you, you, say, you say, get married, don't be a hoe. I mean, like, what? Yeah, what? That's what I it was a presentation. <laughs> it was a presentation for you. Don't be a hoe, get married. I'm like, wait. Don't be shacking up. I mean, I, I feel like that's what we've, we've, we've kind of been groomed at, even if it wasn't directly, sometimes indirectly, you know, and it's always the the female family member that everybody got something to say about the one that ain't married but got three kids or the one that always got a new nigga around. You know, it, it's not, but it's not, we're, ain't nobody doing that to the boys. 
Ain't nobody doing that to the boys. Because we didn't see 15 Auntie Sharon's and Auntie Merlin's and all of this from our uncles and cus- cus- guy cousins. We've seen women coming in and out all our lives. But when it's the the auntie, the female family member, now it's, she needs to get somewhere and sit down. She needs to settle down. She needs to start. I think we need to stop putting that pressure on our young girls and, and, and let them know it's okay to live your life. It's okay to date. It's okay to be single all your life. It's okay. You can have a family without a man. Please know that. So I just want to bring that portion in because that's what makes it seem like such this adored thing. Like, yes, I feel in my spirit that I was I was raised and I am meant to be somebody's wife. Now, the person mm-hmm. I thought is not the case anymore. So, but had I not pulled myself out of that whole fairy tale idea look of it, how it looks, then maybe I wouldn't have wasted so much time. You know, mm-hmm. so I think we just need to be a little more generous with the reality to our young girls, especially that it doesn't have to be. And there she goes um, down the aisle, and now she's got a baby in the carriage. You it don't have to go like that. You can, I mean, you can be successful. You can. You can be the happiest you've ever been without a man. Just know that, sis. Well, and you know, and here's the thing. I think that part of it, too, is that it's hard when you want something and it's not working out in the timeline that you would like it to. And I think it's, it's one thing to say to people, like, okay, like, it doesn't have to go that way. Um because that's very true, especially because I feel like you should have the lifestyle that you want. If you want if marriage just really isn't your thing, that should be okay because that's not something that you want. If you want to be married, though, I feel like that should be okay too. But I think what happens is that, for me, I feel like it's a lot about fear. And I think that as you hear, like, these stats and you watch your friends get married and, and you watch people go through life changes that you would like to go through, I think for some women it is it is hard and sometimes they will settle for things that they shouldn't. And I'm always about, you know, let me check in with myself with what I'm actually looking for. Let me check in with myself or am I setting myself up for what I want or am I just setting myself mm-hmm. up for something. But that takes, right. like, a yeah. level of awareness, and I think everybody just doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's not natural for us. I think it's natural for us to kind of be like, oh, well, you know what, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, and I think on the flip side, it's a fine line between, like, being like, I'm not going to settle and being like, well, there's nobody good enough for me. You know what I mean? And I think people are always trying to figure out, like, where they lie, like, where they lie on the spectrum and really being, like, true to, like, what you need, you know. And Oh, and yeah. in response to what you said, Sal, about, like, um, like, what we're conditioned, yes, I agree, like, all – all communities have had that in their lives in some degree, but I just don't feel like that stigma is as strong in other communities as it is in, like, women of color. I feel like that whole, like, be a hoe thing or uh, be a baby mama thing, I feel like those terms and categories are attributed to people of color. And it's like, Hmm. you know, in the white community, they'll be like, well, these are their years of exploration. Like, they're trying to find themselves. Like, we're not given that space. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not. we just aren't. I can't think mm-hmm. of a black person that told me you need a time of exploration. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I just think, I think that you're, we're not done. That doesn't happen. But go ahead. I think that your peers will tell you that, but I think that the older generation would never. Like, they would never dare tell you that, you know, um, wait until you're 30, wait until you're 35 to get married. Now, what I will say, Fallon, to your point, um, and I'm speaking like within our family, um, Mm -hmm. to be clear. So I do know that specifically you, me, and Crystal were dealt with differently than the rest of our cousins. We were taught. We were taught, right, because, you know, we've got two different sides to this family, two different sides within one side, okay? Yeah. We were taught marriage, children, get the house, 
white picket fence, mm-hmm. go to church, all this stuff. Yep. And that was, and life that is was drilled be great. into us, absolutely. That was drilled into us. However, we were also taught that when that situation starts to sink, get away from, get away yes, from it. Yes, yes, it that's doesn't, true. You, you know You're right about I mean? that. So, so it was definitely drilled into us, which is why you were in a long-term situation for half your life, which is why I was married almost half my life, which is why Crystal got married at 21, because we were groomed for marriage. We were yes, groomed for yes. it. We were, we were taught this is what you need to do from a young age. And it was almost mm-hmm. like whether we really wanted to or not, there were very, very high expectations placed on us. So we almost felt mm-hmm. like, in a way, this is something that we have to do. But now yes. that we're all on the other side of it, and there's a reason yes. why we're all on the other side of mm-hmm. it, it's like, well, dang, can I just, can I breathe a little bit? I don't want to breathe for too long now, Lord, but can I, <laughs> right. but can I breathe a little bit? And let me just put that out there. Can I breathe a little bit and can I, can I kind of spread my mm-hmm. wings? I'm not saying, you know, don't be a hoe, don't be a baby mom. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that is that we can explore and we can date and we can get to know people without feeling the pressure of everyone needing to be our finality. Right. Exactly. And, you know, um, bouncing off of you, I think that for my mom, um, Vicki, you probably don't know this, but Heather, you know that my dad is my mom's second marriage. My mom was married very early, I believe, 19. So my mom was married mm-hmm. very early, and that situation, you know, went to crab. And she pulled herself up. She got up, got on up out of it. Not only was it inspiring in that once I was old enough to understand what what strength that took to pick up you mm-hmm. and your baby boy, I believe Quincy was, Quincy's my brother, I believe he was, like, under five, I think, had to be. So for you to pick up your baby, start all over again when you thought, you know, you were about to be a two-income household, you was about to be, you know, about to be doing the world, traveling, painting the town red, whatever have you, it, it had to take some sort of strength. And I want us as women to use that same sort of strength to leave a situation to make something that we want it to look like present in our present day. It doesn't have to be what your mamas look like. It don't have to be what you've seen on TV with Claire Huxtable. It don't have to look like that. And nine times out of ten, it's not going to look anything like that. So I just want us as women to make sure that we instill that in our daughters. I don't have a daughter. I have a son. But I'm going to tell him also, you don't have to fall in love with you just <laughs> just because she gave it to you good now. You don't, that, don't, that don't mean put a ring on it. You know, just because she comes from a good, or some wealth or something, you don't have to put a ring on it. I want us to just instill it in our next generations to have the same strength when you're leaving something to make it to make a new something look like what you want it to look like. Hmm. I like that because you know when you're leaving something, once you once you go through levels of pain mm-hmm. and embarrassment and all of that, you then start mm-hmm. to feel empowered, right? Yep. Then we're strong. Then we're I am woman, hear me roar. But you're right. Mm-hmm. We have to keep that same energy as we're leaving for when we're transitioning into the next new thing. Yep. And, I and it's not like, easy. I'm not saying it's easy, guys. Right. Because <laughs> sometimes you can fall into something and it'd be mm-hmm. like, what? This wasn't even supposed to happen. Like, and Ooh, then you get mad at yourself. Really. Like, what kind of decision did I make? And now you're all deep in Lord, just take this take this thing from me, you know? <laughs> and let me tell you, he takes it from you. He will take it from you, mm. and he will then mm. position you. He will then position you to do something better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's how I feel. And this is just encouraging yep. for anyone who's gone through any situation similar to whether it's been mine, whether it's been Fallon's, whether it's been Victoria's, we've all gone through something, some things that we thought we couldn't get out of, some things that were difficult Baby. for us to even be like. Hmm. It, it was Baby. almost like it, it, was, it was literally crying for strength every yes. day. Yes. And we yes. all have very strong personalities. So it wasn't due to having a weak personality. It wasn't due mm-hmm. to being stupid. 
But when you get into that situation, sometimes you don't know how to break free. No. Yes. No. So, and people, yes. you can, people can say what they want. Oh, baby, it's easy for me. Yeah, it's easier in the beginning, which is why I said to the Lord, I said, show me the red flags immediately so that I'm not in something for three, six, nine, 12 months, you know, two years. And then I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, yep. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like how do we get here? Like, right. how do we even have an anniversary? This shouldn't be a thing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I don't want to be that person. So that's why I had to have very long discussion with myself on Friday when I was laying in bed all day. It takes a while. It takes a while uh, because coming out of coming out of mine, which mine started in 2019. Ooh. I think it was a long time oh coming. Goodness. It was a long time coming. Like it didn't happen overnight. Goodness. But my you goodness. know, 2019. I, I'm t- girl. I feel like 2019 was the worst. Like, the worst year of my life. And now I look back like, girl, that's all that was wrong. Girl, you be all right. Come on, come on, come on. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. If you, if you like, don't yeah, we got a life to live. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we got a life to live, girl. Come on. To that point, to that point, and I know you all will agree with me, it's easy to say when you're on the other side, oh, girl, oh, yeah. pick, up, pick, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, right? We're mm-hmm. here. We, we're, we're here, but we. But I know, like, for you, Fal, when you were going through it, we all thought you weren't going to get out of it. We were like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is she's gonna be here for a while. When I was going through my situation, I went my, my situation happened in stages, and you all were both very present for mine. Um, and it was like, oh wow, okay, is she really? It was it was almost like for me. Now you Fallon, you were like, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. It took you a while to make the decision, and then you finally made the decision. For me. Yeah. I was hush-hush about it for a really, really long time going through the levels in my mind. And then when I made the decision and made the move, you all were like, wait a minute, you did what? Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Yeah. On Tuesday? What? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. And then she, she would, everything you would say would be so matter-of-factly. Like, yeah, I just met with the attorney. I'm done. Huh? Wait. Wait a second. Yeah. What? You yeah. did what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. But I was going through. And we all knew that was the past, mm-hmm. but we didn't. But you didn't. We didn't. Like and then, that. yeah, right. And then, but that's a, but. But let me make a point here, Heather. That's not a bad thing. You don't. Oh, you have to move in silence sometimes because that's when I think we spoke about this on another episode. When people get to weigh in too much, then you're ending up in a bad space or in a bad mental space because you've had too many people weigh in because you're giving them your plans and your intentions, and now everybody's got an opinion about it. So sometimes Mm -hmm. moving in silence works very well. For mine, I think mine was just going on for so long, and the shoulders to cry on had just become like, okay, so what are we doing? You know, it it was just like, okay, so so what's next? So, but sometimes it's, 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 makes better sense to move in silence. And I mean that with business. I mean that with career. I mean that with family sometimes. And it's definitely your relationship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awareness happens over time. Yep. Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. It really does. Awareness happens over time. There are things that you become aware about yourself and what you need and what you can't deal with and how you want to move over time. When it becomes a problem, when it takes so much time that you end up getting stuck in, like, the vortex of just staying where you are. Sure. Mm. Mm. The vortex. That, Come on, that vortex, right. That, that's deep. That is, that is deep. Um, I, I'm going to be quiet on that, but <laughs> I'm just not going to say anything. Just not going to share my thoughts on the vortex. But this was an awesome discussion, ladies. Now, before Absolutely. we head out for the night, we want to – now, before um, and in the thick, um, when we were recording, maybe like a year or so ago, we had started to promote black businesses because we are black. We love our black people. We want our people to do great. And we believe in shopping black. Amen. Honestly, for sure. I think that I think that we can all agree for the three of us we'll shop black before we shop anybody else. Or at least mm-hmm. we make a great attempt to. 
We make a great attempt yep. to shop black before we shop any, yeah. anywhere else um, outside of Target. That's yeah. something that yeah. neither neither one of us, you know, can get rid of. But I know Vicky has a black business. And Amazon. Oh, true, right. Yeah. Dang. We'll All right, Vicky, we'll 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 category. Okay. Um, All right. So, y'all, let me tell you. So this week, um, as you know, last week, one of the days of the week was National Popcorn Day, and I'd be all about the things. So I ordered some popcorn from a company called Lush Popcorn, and they're a black-owned business in Milwaukee. And let me tell you about this place. So their business is housed in um, a – the way they describe it is a high-end place for local black businesses in Milwaukee. And the name of the place is called the Sherman Phoenix. This beautiful couple, um, this beautiful black couple in Milwaukee actually bought an old bank and renovated it into this space. And they helped black-owned businesses in the area move in and get their business started, helped them, like, put grants together so that they could – hire, like, clients, they can hire, like, employees, get their equipment and everything. Lush Popcorn is one of the businesses there. So I had so much fun. Y'all, let me tell you, I ordered three flavors. I ordered a triple mix that has, like, this, like, cheddar and maple bourbon caramel and butter in it. Mm. I ordered some cookies and cream popcorn, and I ordered some Chipotle cheddar. Um, That actually was really cute. I know, I know. I was just really, I was just really excited about National Popcorn Day. So <laughs> I really don't like you know I don't like you know I don't like popcorn. That's why I just said that. You know, I know, I know. But when I tell you, it's such a beautiful organization and this business. Um, they just do really good stuff. So on IG, they are Lush Popcorn um, on Instagram, and their website is lushpopcorn.com. So. Check them out. They have really cool stuff, really cool packaging. Um, and I just think the whole concept is great. So I said mm-hmm. the next time I go to Milwaukee, I'm going to go visit this, uh, this space. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we're going to go ahead and promote them definitely. And the fact that they yeah. have such a cool and unique concept, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, Vicky's going to probably be like the main go-to person when it comes to a lot of these little fun type of fun businesses that's got these really cool concepts because she does spend a lot of her time researching a, a ton of these places. Mm-hmm. Girl and um, shopping. She, she's a consumer. Okay. <laughs> now we're we're all consumers, but she's a consumer. Okay. <laughs> You're right. She's a consumer. She she is a special. So anyway, thank you, Vicky. We definitely appreciate that. Ladies, this was an awesome time as always connecting, uh, being able to be transparent and reveal some things and also have a good time. So um ladies starting with Fallon, where can the people find you? I can be found on IG and Facebook, Jada Asprey, J-A-Y-D-A-S-R-A-Y-E. Awesome. And Victoria? All right. You can find me on Instagram at PrettySweetV85. Please send me any businesses you heard of, any black-owned businesses you think I would think would be really cool. I will definitely check them out. So hit me up on IG. That's awesome. And I myself can be found um, on Facebook at Heather D, Heather D-E-E, also IG at HeatherD16. Our uh, show Instagram page is in the thick. The is T-H-A because it's ethnic. And I do want to say that yesterday – we had a great time. Yesterday was the premiere pilot episode of The Round Table Shy, which is a new series that I am yes. uh, hosting and, and producing. Uh, Vicki was there giving her expertise. We just had an awesome time. We talked about marriages and divorce in the black community. And when I tell you that these people came on here and they were ready, they were ready. They were definitely it was ready. So, so good. We're excited about that. It was it was amazing. It was everything that I could that I could have thought of. Everything that I envisioned. I had that and then some um, part two 
is going to be recorded next month because we just have so much content and so many things that we didn't get to that we have to do part two. That's going to be recorded next month. We were able to use uh, a venue that we frequent very, very often, uh, smoke mm-hmm. room on West 79th Street, at 79th between Kezi and Pulaski. Uh, the owner, Wayman Freeland, he was so kind as to let us borrow his he was actually part of the panel as well. I mean, this was just, this was so cool. I just got so many ideas yesterday, and I know this thing is going to blow up. So I thank you for, like, all the support that you guys gave me and all, like, the well wishes and everything like that. So just wanted to put that out there. But thank you all so much. We are wrapping up. This is the End of Thick Podcast and Talk Show, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.